Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, Terry Kakadiemi, a little bit of space driving in. Kakadiemi waits. Sindic a little slow to get up after that. As they crashed in on the forecheck. And now a turnover here in front for Kakadiemi. Scores! Yes, Barry Kakadiemi with a steal. And the Canadians lead by three. Paul Byron to Shea Weber and back. Travis Turbett lost it inside the line. Chance Kakadiemi. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. It's the morning before, the morning of podcast that's right we're back hurricanes lightning tonight we're recording this monday night in advance of tuesday's preseason opener against uh what were the tampa the tampa guys called again that uh, that team from tampa anyway uh the hurricanes apparently only play tampa uh and they will play the tampa bay lightning coming up at pnc arena a lot of things we're gonna do we're gonna be pretty quick here because uh, what we're look, really looking for is a little bit of information for you about tonight and about this podcast going forward, and then an opportunity to hear from another new guy. In our uh, Let's Meet the New Guys series, we talked to Ian Cole last week, and coming up in just a few minutes will be Brendan Smith, uh, who figures into the mix on defense for the Hurricanes, also one of many former Rangers on the team. Uh, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. This feels very title sponsorish, doesn't it? As the Open said, uh, the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job if it's for the exterior of your, of your home. There is no better place to go than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. They're on Hamlin Road in Durham. You can see everything you want to see at AluminumCompany.com. So look at your house. If it's outside your house, on their, on your house but outside, no better place, aluminumcompany.com. All right, let's run through some things pretty quickly. I will not spend a lot of time here because we want to give you Brendan Smith, and we are uh, going to do a lot of these uh, podcasts before the season starts to meet some of the new guys, uh, talk about the team as well. But one thing you are not going to get until basically the season starts is a morning after podcast. So we're not going to do specific morning after podcasts until the last preseason game. 
Uh, and the uh, the Hurricanes play tonight against Tampa. Friday in Tampa. A week from uh, now, Tuesday, uh, the first Tuesday in October, at home against Nashville. And then the Saturday at Nashville. And that Saturday night will give you a morning after podcast that will drop sometime, I guess, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Uh, and that will be the first official Canes Corner pod, uh, morning after podcast of the season. So uh, I know these things have become uh, popular and part of your daily uh, routine post-game, but they will not actually begin until the last preseason game, after the last preseason game. But that doesn't mean we're not going to do a bunch of these between now and the start of the season, October 14th, uh, when the Hurricanes, who they play the Islanders? I think they play the Islanders to open the season. <laughs> I probably should know that anyway. Uh, so, uh, but there are going to be a bunch of these, a lot of new guys to meet. Uh, so there you go. All right, let me get to a couple of quick things. First of all, uh, if you are listening to this before the preseason game at home against Tampa, know this: there is uh, there are protocols if you are planning on going to the game. And this, this will be the case throughout the season as, as of right now. And, of course, with COVID and protocols, all things are subject to change. Here's the protocol for PNC Arena. If you are over the age of two, <laughs> which is, I'm going to guess, everybody listening to this podcast. If you're over the age of two, masks on the way in, and at all times in PNC Arena, apart from times you are actively eating or drinking. So that's the first start is a mask. Uh, there will be an online health survey. It does not look like you have to be vaccinated. I do. I can't. I'm not allowed on press row without being vaccinated, uh, which I'm happy to be vaccinated. Um, I hope you are. Uh, but there's an online health survey if you're coming to a game. Uh, th- this will all be done online, and uh, you fill out a form. You could do this for as many as six people in your traveling party, uh, and then you'll get a link to your status when you uh, go into PNC Arena, and they're obviously going to be checking that uh, as you walk in. Everything uh, is digital. Uh, tickets, parking, they will not accept cash at PNC Arena so everything will be done either, uh, what, Apple Pay or credit card, things like debit card, things like that. Uh, you will not be allowed to bring in anything other than a diaper bag, a medical bag, a small clutch. I always carry a small clutch. Uh, there will be x-ray machines for all of that to go through at PNC Arena. I think I covered that. I think I covered the protocol. If I forgot anything, I apologize. I'm trying to give you as much information as uh, as possible. All right, now to uh, to the team. Very briefly about the roster as a whole, and then what we're going to see coming up tonight, based on the game notes the team sent out Monday evening. Um, very quickly, there aren't there aren't any spots available. There's uh, if somebody makes the team, it's because honestly the organization simply could not deny them. So let's just talk specifically about Seth Jarvis, who, as we all, uh, as some of us know anyway, uh, tweaked something in his first practice. Uh, might have felt it, might have actually happened in the prospect tournament in Tampa where he was the best player. 
and the hurricane shut him down for a few days, so he's not in the, not part of the mix tonight, and uh, he might not be ready to go on Friday, but hopefully we'll see him uh, certainly at PNC Arena next Tuesday. I know the fans would like to see him, uh, and I believe only next Saturday's game, the last preseason game, I believe only that one uh, will be televised by uh, Fox, well, I'm sorry, Bally's Sports South. That's what it's called. Uh, but so Jarvis won't be in the lineup tonight, but hopefully we'll get a chance to see him uh, because he's probably the only guy that has a chance to wow Rod Brindamore and company so much that they have to put him on the roster. Uh, but the chances of that happening are very slim, which means that Seth Jarvis likely heads back to, not likely, he would head back to Portland uh, to play another season, kind of an overage season uh, for the Winterhawks. But that's what happens when you draft a guy who's too young. Uh, he can't play in the American Hockey League. I guess theoretically he could go overseas and play for a year, which I don't know if that would be great or not. I don't know how it works. Although, Jack Drury played overseas last year and had a very good season. I think he was a finalist for the Swedish League's Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, and he chose to go play overseas rather than the uncertainty of going back and playing another year at Harvard. As it turned out, they did not have a season. I don't believe. I don't think the Ivy League played any sports last year. So uh, he actually got a very good year against men in the Swedish Hockey League, which is a very good league. Uh, and Jack Drury is somebody that's probably on the Hurricanes' radar for uh, a call-up if they need somebody down the middle. Now, you, what you heard at the very beginning of this was Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Uh, I think we, are, we should all get excited, and we will see him tonight playing the left wing uh, with Vincent Trocek and Tavo Teravainen on what will be tonight's top line. We'll talk about that uh, in just a second. So, uh, but Jack Drury had a great year over there. And the Hurricanes have some uh, really good young depth at center. You talk about, I mean, Jarvis can play center. You talk about Ryan Suzuki, who we're actually going to see tonight, and Jack Drury. Uh, these are young guys, and Kotkaniemi figures to be a center down the road. I mean, that's what he was drafted at, and unless he just completely scores bushels of goals on the left wing, uh, ultimately, he'll get back into the middle when either uh, the Hurricanes, uh, you know, don't re-sign Vincent Trocek or they opt to move Jordan Stahl into more of a fourth-line role next year. Not this year, but next year. Believe it or not, final year of Jordan Stahl's 10-year, $60 million contract he signed forever ago. So there's a future for Jesperi Kotkaniemi here down the middle uh, if that's the way the organization wants to go. And also remember, there's every chance that Martin Natchez becomes a center eventually. You know, he was a center naturally, but has played so well in the wing, they might they might just rather leave him there. Uh, so uh, in terms of, like, housekeeping in the roster, they were at, I don't know, 50-something, and now they're at 47 uh, they sent five players back to junior hockey. Uh, nobody uh, earth-shattering at this point. Uh, so uh, there's they sent some prospects down. The goalie, uh, Patrick Hammerlow, who was drafted this year, was sent back to his team in junior. So no big deal. Nobody that should surprise anybody. When I heard that they had sent some guys back to junior, it, it happened after 
the Seth Jarvis uh, tweaking, if you will. And I thought, well, maybe that was it. But no, they want to take a look at Seth Jarvis uh, because he's an exciting young prospect. And I believe, I, th- I don't think it was Corey Prondman from The Athletic, but it might have been. It's one of the per- people who have prospect rankings actually ranked uh, Jarvis as the third best prospect in the Hurricanes system. And what you have to know there is that, or young player maybe, you know, Martin Natchez was still there. I don't even understand. Uh, but Jarvis is a, a bona fide prospect. And again, uh, turned a lot of heads even at the prospect tournament in Tampa. Uh, so just really quick back to no real spots available. Let's just run through it. A quick depth chart before we look at tonight. Uh, when I went to the first workout of the NHL team, I forget what was it, last uh, Thursday? I think it was last Thursday. Nino Niederreiter and Natchez were skating with Ajo, Sebastian Ajo in the top line. Uh, we'll see it tonight. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi was on the left side of Vincent Trocek with Tavo Teravainen on the right. That will be the top line in the game against the Lightning tonight. Uh, Svechnikov, Stahl, and Jesper Faust. Andrei Svechnikov, Jordan Stahl, and Jesper Faust were, like, I hate to number, that was a line. I'm not even going to number them. Uh, and Jordan Martinuk was skating with Steven Lorenz and Derek Stepan on what would be a fourth line. Josh Levo will figure in that mix. That Those are the Hurricanes' 13 forwards. Barring something strange, barring an injury, those are the Hurricanes' 13 forwards. Uh, they've got seven NHL defensemen, seven players on one-way contract. Jacob Slavin skated with Ethan Bear. Brady Shea was with Brett Pesci. And Ian Cole skated with Tony D'Angelo. We'll see that pairing tonight at PNC Arena against the Lightning. So it will, we will see Cole and D'Angelo likely get a good oh, 21, 22 minutes probably. On uh, on defense, and that is the uh, that's the will be the top pair tonight. But they've uh, and that's the way they skated uh, last Wednesday. And Brendan Smith, who we'll hear from in just a few minutes, Brendan Smith kind of worked in. Actually, he skated with Joey Keane, uh, and Smith is not in the lineup tonight. Uh, Joey Keane is in the lineup tonight. Uh, real quick before we get to uh, who we're going to see tonight. For the Hurricanes, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, you are not going to recognize a lot of names. In fact, these are the six players that you might know. Uh, Matthew Joseph, Ross Colton, and Alex Barry Boulay. That likely will be Tampa's top line. Uh, all three of them played, uh, you know, at least uh, a little bit during the regular season. Uh, Colton, of course, became a kind of a... a playoff uh, goal producer. He's always, He was a goal producer during the season anyway. Matthew Joseph, very dangerous on a fourth line. Uh, Barry Boulay is a prospect, but not quite there yet. Uh, so there's talent and speed on that line. Jan Ruda and Mikhail Sergachev will likely be the top defensive pairing. Uh, but we'll also, do you remember the name Frederick Clayson? That's right. He was sort of a training camp invitee for the Hurricanes and impressed so much that the Hurricanes wanted to sign him, but he, I guess he ended up uh, going to uh, going to Tampa. He played in the minor leagues. Actually, I think he might have had a little, a few games 
for the Lightning last year. That's basically it. There's just not a lot of guys you know. There's uh, uh, Taylor Radish and I assume his brother because they have two radishes, uh, which make a great salad and maybe also good hockey players. Uh, Maxime Legacy will be the goaltender uh, with Amir uh, Miftikov. Don't know if he's mad or not, but he's Miftikov, uh, and he will be the backup goaltender tonight. Now to uh, who Carolina is going to dress for tonight's game. Um, I mentioned it earlier, Vincent Trocek will center the top line with Jesperi Kotkaniemi on the left, Tavo Teravainen on the right. Stepan will center a line with Steven Lorenz on the right, I'm guessing, Josh Levo on the left, uh, but they could obviously flip. Uh, then you're going to see Ryan Suzuki with Jamison Reese, who is an interesting, uh, feisty forward, an agitator. Uh, some He's got a reputation for being an agitator on the ice, but a talented player who can skate well. Uh, and Derek Nason. I'm sorry, Derek. Der- <laughs> uh, Stefan Nason. Uh, well, uh, he's one of the two-way players, One of two of the... Hurricanes have great depth among their forward and defensive groups in the minor leagues, and that's where uh, Stefan Nason is probably going to start, barring injury. Uh, but this is a guy who could play in the NHL, has played in the NHL. Uh, so he will be on a line, I'm guessing, with Suzuki and Jamison Reese, uh, and then Jack Drury will... Uh, my guess is, and I really have, we haven't seen him skate yet, but I think you'll probably see this combination. Drury with uh, Sam Maletic and Dominic Bach. If you want to see a guy who's got a great shot, uh, right shot forward. He came over in the Justin Falk trade with the St. Louis Blues. It was Joel Edmondson and Dominic Bach for Justin Falk, who then signed that big contract. Uh, so Dominic Bach's going to be on the right side. I'm going to guess. Although, although it could be the other way. Bach could play with uh, with Suzuki and Reese as three prospects who are likely uh, very possibly going to play together with the Charlotte uh, with the Chicago Wolves. Uh, on defense, you'll see Ian Cole and Tony D'Angelo, uh, Jesper Selgren, along with Joey Keane. Selgren's an interesting prospect. He's not big, but he's really smart, moves the puck well, very good skater. Joey Keane, we saw in the final game of the regular season, uh, he came to Carolina in the Julian Gauthier trade. Uh, don't know if he has an NHL future, but uh, we're going to see him tonight. And then uh, Maxime Lejoie and Eric Jelena should fill out the defensive pairing. We're going to see Frederick Anderson probably go a period and a half tonight, maybe two periods. And then Alex uh, Lyon, Leon, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he will go. He, he had a, uh, a few games with the Philadelphia Flyers, I believe. Uh, but he's an, uh, a backup goalie with some NHL experience if the Hurricanes need to go that route. All right, when we come back, uh, we will uh, check in with one of the new guys as the New York Rangers are staging, I believe, a takeover of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, so remember, before we, uh, before we hit the break, uh, we, are, uh, we are here for you after every Hurricanes game, starting with the last preseason game. We'll have plenty of podcasts leading up to the preseason finale, but once the preseason finale is played against Nashville next Saturday, 
we will have a morning after podcast after every Hurricanes game. Uh, and there might be some podcasts here and there sprinkled in that aren't attached to a game. Uh, we'll do something during the Olympics, uh, the All-Star break, things like that, I th- although I think those are tied together. Uh, but for the most part, they will just be morning after pods that follow Hurricanes games. And again, that starts with the preseason finale. With that said, a uh, a quick break. We, we invite you to download and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a rating, if you will. Review us. Just give us some feedback. We love the feedback. Uh, let us know what you like and what you don't like. And Alec Campbell will be joining us eventually. But we've given Alec the summer off. Back in the 60s, there was something called the British Invasion. When the Beatles came to the United States, the Rolling Stones, the Who, Dusty Springfield, Petula Clark, all it was the British Invasion. I think we're going, uh, going through the same thing here in Raleigh with the invasion of the former New York Rangers, Brendan Smith, in his 11th year uh, in the National Hockey League, the last several with the New York Rangers, one of many former Rangers on the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, thank you very much for the time, man. Uh, you, you guys are, it's like it's like a hostile takeover. Uh, just a little bit. I mean, uh, some people call us the Hurricane Rangers right now, but it's, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's very, it's making the transition very easy because there's so many familiar faces and, and guys that I can kind of lean on and, and, and figure out just not even just at the rink, but just uh, things to do, places to eat away from the rink. So it's, uh, it's definitely helping the transition. There's, did it have something to do with the Hurricanes' new white road uniforms with the diagonal canes, uh, which is sort of <laughs> mimicking the, rain, you know, the, the Rangers' diagonal? Hey, if, if that's what it is, that's cool too, but... Uh, no, I just I just think that uh, the Rangers did a great job of finding a lot of good players, and uh, they kind of went through this whole rebuild. So I think what the the Canes have done and, and scouted very well in the off season and the last couple of years. So uh, and that's why I'm not saying just the the guys that are there from the Rangers, but I think just the organization in general has done a, a fantastic job of making this team extremely competitive. And um, like I've been talking about in, in previous interviews, it's a it's a 200 foot game, and that's. That's what Rod likes, and I think that's the way you win. Brendan Smith, brand-new Hurricane, former Ranger like everybody else in the locker room, uh, is joining us here. All right, uh, I'm curious, which of the guys, and we and Brady Shea has been here now for a year plus, and Jesper Faust came over uh, last year, which of the guys uh, uh, you know, helped convince you this is the place for you? I would say it. Uh, Brady Shea was very instrumental in the process. He called me a lot. Him and uh, Jesper Fast, which who we call Quickie. So if I refer to him as Quickie, that's, <laughs> that's Jesper. Fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, and uh, so those two guys, uh, they both FaceTimed me immediately and like, hey, I'm getting rumors that uh, you might be coming here. So uh, they got all excited, and uh, then there was just a lot of questions I had. Um, and for me – that process of going through unrestricted free agency and trying to figure out where you got to be, there's so many variables that you have to check off. And obviously one of those is, is, is friends and, and familiarity and all, all those things. But uh, what people don't always think about is because they always kind of think it's you're chasing numbers or mm-hmm. chasing a good team. For me, it was a lot to do with family and we loved New York, but, the way of life here in, in, in Raleigh is 
um, it's a little bit easier and it's a little bit slower and it's uh, it's nice because I have two kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I feel like it's very easy to uh, kind of adapt to the to the lifestyle here. And so uh, the decision, it's it's a family decision. It's not just my decision. And so I talk with my wife through the process, and I think she was more excited than I was. So it was uh, uh, there was a lot going on, and um, we uh, probably number one thing to to get me here, other than like Brady and and Quickie kind of talking me through the process. Uh, was Rod, and I wanted to hear their perspective on on Rod as a coach and and how uh, what he demands through players. And they were like, Smitty, this is the type of guy that you just want to go through a wall for. Uh, he's your type of guy. You you will fit in nicely. And so they kind of reassured me. And then I had to do my due diligence and talk to Rod. And we talked quite a bit before uh, signing. And uh, he checked all the boxes. So uh, w- when you put the the, the skill of the players and uh, how hard they work Mm -hmm. as well as the coaching staff and what the organization with, uh, with everything that's been going on. I think it just was a great fit. Um, And for me, to be honest, I wasn't chasing uh, dollars like everybody else. I've been around the league for a bit. And for me, I'm, I'm in that process where you're trying to chase, uh, that, that, that cup that you were when you're a little kid and, and trying to hoist it over your head in, in the basement, you know. So uh, I thought I gave myself the best opportunity, and I think we have a good team. Brendan Smith, who just checked off uh, all of the boxes I had next to questions, uh, answering all. <laughs> I want to talk about Rod. I want to talk about players. Look, I'm not even, I'm not even going to get into uh, what could be an unfortunate nickname and quickie for Jesper Foss. Brendan Smith is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. So you've been around the guys because everybody's in town because it all gets started uh, tomorrow for training camp. Um, so give me an assessment of what you see. And I mean, you've been part of teams that have owned Carolinas, at least in the regular season, un- until the bubble a couple of years ago in Toronto, but have owned Carolina in the regular season. So when you, from from inside the locker room, what kind of a team do you see? I see it for for some reason. Uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Red Wings when I when I broke into the league, and that's a very happy thing for me. I I feel that um, the competitive nature uh, there's like this urgency to win, which I I love. I think it's infectious, um, and I haven't felt like that uh, in a, in quite some time. So. Um, when you see, and I, I, I'll, you'll probably hear me talk about this a lot, when you see your best players play a 200-foot game and, like, really want to win and play both ends of the ice to the best of their ability, that's what – that's maturity. That's, that's how you win at the next level. And um, I just think it, it, it's, it's exciting to be a part of. And when you see guys like Aho and uh, Teravine and they're playing both sides of the ice, you get – you, you teach the young guys like Sveshnikov, who's going to be an elite player as he matures, he learns the right way to play. And it all stems from, from Rod. And I think that's why I feel that way. And when I was with the Red Wings, we were arguably one of the best teams in the league uh, on a daily basis. And I, I've got that same kind of feeling. So uh, I'm not trying to jump ahead of myself. It's a, it's a long season. Um, obviously it's a grueling process and I've been through it for a while, but um Starting off, it, it, it's it's exciting to be a part of it. And um, the one thing that I love about 
uh, the game of hockey is the work ethic, and we we have that on on a daily basis, and that's that just makes it uh, that that much more fun to come to the rink. Yeah, the work ethic, uh, which it really is. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a product of Rod Brindamore, but when you talk about what his career was built on, other than skill and smarts and everything, it was just an incredible, uh, never-ending work ethic. Uh, there's an intimidation factor, like you don't want him to beat you in the conditioning test. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you didn't do well, because, and I've said this before, Rod probably finishes uh, just below half. I, I, I assume he did it this year. He has done it in the past. Uh, but that's intimidating, too. You can't let a 50-year-old beat you. Exactly. So we, uh, <clears throat> funny thing, I think he's done everything already. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, which I, I knew coming in and talking to some of the guys that were with New York, they're like, wow, I, I heard he beats more than half the guys. So <laughs> my goal, uh, I think I've done well enough where I think I might have edged him out. But uh, he, that was kind of my goal coming in. I can't lose. So, uh, But I, just for example, the guy, he, he hasn't changed since uh, he, he was playing. He's always in the gym. He's always working out. And when you see that, you know that like you've got to be doing the same stuff. And I was fortunate to watch a lot of older guys do that on a daily basis, like Nick Lindstrom and, and Pavel Datsuk and all these guys at a young age. Um, so that's where I've always learned it. But when these young guys see your coach in there, uh, it, it definitely makes you work that much harder. And it, it's cool to see. I, uh, I heard uh, that he was – he snuck into the, the weight room on one of our days off and was doing the bike test, <laughs> yeah. which is no, nobody wanted to do the bike test, and yet he's, he's still pushing himself to do it. So um, I think it's, uh, it, it's pretty cool that uh, I think his kind of motto, and I, I, I've heard this before, is uh, why would I ask players to do it if I won't do it? And I don't know if any other coach is like that, but <laughs> that's Rod for you. And um, I know he, he, he loves being a coach. I, I know he loves the competition. And uh, – I keep talking about this infectious word, but it's it is infectious. It makes you want to work and go through a wall for him. It's very. This is this is all great stuff. I've I've known Rod for a long time. Uh, he came here in two thousand, uh, so he's been around here basically as long as I have. I came a couple of years earlier, uh, and uh, I, I also. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to put these words in your mouth, but I also worship at the altar of Rod Brindamore uh, in terms of what he has meant to this franchise and all of that. But he's just also one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Uh, and I'm thrilled that it has gone so well for him because it wasn't going well for the previous coaches, who I'm sure were all good coaches. But Rod has a special way of making people care uh, as much as anything else. And quick, funny story about me in the gym uh, and I am not a physical specimen, Brendan. You can understand that. Um, you know, but I, I'm I'm relatively athletic. But I'm you know I'm in my fifties, and it's kind of all, all in my past. So I'm in the gym one day, and Rod shows up at the gym that I am working out at in North Raleigh, uh, and I, I don't know how many people recognized him. And the truth is, is that you'll understand that you'll walk around town and there will be a, a million people that will not recognize you. And it's sort of a good thing for people like you who might otherwise get bombarded uh, in bigger in bigger cities. Uh, so Rod's at the gym and I'm there and I Rod and I know each other very well. Uh, and I don't think I have ever worked out harder uh, just <laughs> just knowing that he was there. Uh, and then he actually made a mention of it to me like the next time I saw him. He goes, I saw you. I saw you working. Uh, that was impressive. You work out like an athlete. I'm like, okay. 
That was I w- I was never s- as sore as I was after that workout. It was uh, it well, was crazy. That's great. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes you've got to step it up. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever gotten back to that point. All right, let me ask you this: Are you team attitude or team energy? I I think we find that out today uh, in our meeting, uh, which is at three o'clock. So I don't know, but. Uh, the funny thing I asked the guys uh, yesterday, which was Slavin, who sits beside me, I was like, which team am I on, uh, team attitude or team energy? And he's like, I don't know, with you, you get both. So it was, uh, <laughs> I was just, uh, but he's like, he's funny. So like, uh, I, I think that the team has been very welcoming to a lot of guys and that just makes the transition very easy for myself. But uh, I guess I bring a little bit of attitude and energy. So we'll see uh, what the where they put me. Let me ask you a couple of questions that have little to do with this team, but maybe speak to, and this is sort of a meet the new guy uh, conversation anyway. Tell me the worst thing about last season. Uh, Worst thing. That's a tough question. Um, uh, Probably not making the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I think the fact that we were in a pretty tough, um, division yeah uh and like just for example i uh the islanders were they edged 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 us out um and they went and went on further than anybody else in our division so i think the dynamic of last year was tough obviously it's COVID. everybody's going through things differently but uh that would have been one of the things that probably was the worst as well as probably equally when we didn't have any fans at the start of the season. So put those two things. I love having the fans. Uh, an empty barn is very – it's tough to play in front of. That's not, that's not the word. It's not tough to play in front of. It's just different. And um, you love to play in front of your fans because they, they're, they're your, your seventh man. And it's um, – it's, you you don't know how much you miss the fans until they're not there. So between those two things, not making it and, and the fans, those would have been the two tough parts for me. Brendan Smith is with us. Uh, you're an Ontario guy and you played in two pro cities, but you have college experience having gone to the University of Wisconsin. So uh, you understand what a college campus and a college atmosphere fears, feels like having, I'm sure, gone to Camp Randall Stadium for a football game. Uh, we have the, the best combination of knowledgeable pro fans, but a college environment. Um, what is your experience like with uh, seeing or 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 going to tailgates and things like that? Because you are going to see it <laughs> October fourteenth at PNC Arena. Yeah, honestly, coming into down when we would play uh the canes and we would see the tailgate we would always be like wow that's awesome that's fantastic and i think more of the college players or the the players that chose the college route were were in all of it as we all went to a football game or or whatnot so i obviously love camp randall um my wife went to wisconsin as well so we have a lot of fond memories of of going to Camp Randall and cheering on the Badgers. So uh, those are some of the happiest moments of my life. So I know exactly um, how that college atmosphere is. And it, it's exciting to, to kind of bring that into the, into the professional world as well and, and having that tailgate. And it just, it, it just makes a great 
day for everybody um watching inside or out and and just being with friends and family and, and getting to enjoy that that type so i know that uh the cane the caniacs or i think that's what we call them yes. is the, uh, <laughs> uh I, i'm learning all the, the lingo but uh i i feel like the uh it's grown um and and it should i think i think what the, the Canes have done in the last couple of years is, is pretty remarkable and the team's fantastic and it, it's fun to cheer for a great team so uh, I hope that following keeps growing and then the tailgates get, get bigger. Will you choose a local school here to root for? It seems like everybody does uh, and obviously football is big but college basketball, this is the epicenter of it uh, will you choose a school while you're here? I think I've chose a school since I was young um, I I always love Duke, okay. and uh, I know I know I'm going to get some flack from some people, but mm-hmm. um, it is what it is. And I just um, I know uh, my my dad uh, played a little uh, basketball in college, but in Canada, and okay. uh, was a big fan of of, of Duke and, and Kentucky. So uh, for whatever reason, Kentucky never stuck with me, but Duke did, and I love the Devils and I, Coach K and, and watching them. I, they're hard not to cheer for, so uh, my mom sent me a picture uh, like about a month ago of when I was like, I don't know, seven years old with a Duke jersey on and stuff. So I guess I picked that when I was really young, and um, uh, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, you're not going to get an argument. We have great universities to root for here, uh, so I don't think you've made a bad choice. You really couldn't make any bad choices. You know your head coach is a big state guy. Right, right, right. So, and and that's the thing. It's it, it's such a great college area, and the teams are fantastic, and they're all fantastic in different sports. And um, I was a big lacrosse player, so okay. Duke was another another team that we used to watch um, growing up. And and my older brother played uh, professional lacrosse in the NLL. So uh, that's probably another thing that has kind of drawn us. It's not just the basketball. It's it's also uh, tagging tagging the lacrosse, but um, it's uh, it's just fun, and it and it it could be it could be any team here, which is is fun to root for. Obviously, um, you got the Tar Heels as well with MJ. You you can't go wrong. So uh, for whatever reason, I I chose Duke at a young age, and I'm sticking with them. So I'm uh, I'm I'm on board with that. All right, uh, final All thing. Right. I have decided I'm putting you on Team Energy. Uh, you are you are an energetic guy, Brendan Smith. I appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully, you. hopefully we will uh, we will see a lot of each other uh, during during the season, and I can't wait to to meet you face to face. Get used to number seven. It's your new number. You were forty one, yep. I believe, right? Forty one in New York. I I was forty two actually, and uh, forty two was uh, I did that just because uh, my older brother in lacrosse was forty two, so I thought I would uh, kind of just. Uh, since every number in New York is retired because their team is an original six, most of them are. Um, I was, I thought I would just honor him a little bit because I don't get to this position without him. So I thought I would do that. And then I went back to my college number, which was seven. So I'm excited about that. Congratulations on uh, making a great choice. And I can't wait to meet you. Thank you very much, Brennan. Thank you. So that's the second installment of meet the new guy, Brendan Smith. I think, a fun new guy. Certainly enthusiastic. Certainly excited to play for Rod Brindamore. Uh, Don't know if he's going to make the opening night lineup, but injuries happen. 
Uh, and he does figure to be the seventh defenseman uh, in the Carolina Hurricanes uh, lineup. But think about this. Think about all of the uh, all of the depth and the extra players that Carolina will carry. And I believe the NHL is going to let teams carry a third goalie. I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, but the Hurricanes might be able to carry a third goalie uh, and not necessarily have that count against your roster uh, because it's not like COVID went away, right? Uh, and congratulations to the Hurricanes as a fully vaccinated team. The Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Online, aluminumcompany.com. It's for the exterior of your home, whether it's siding or roofers or entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets. It's all there for you. Aluminumcompany.com. Shouts to Sammy Hanna and his crew. Until next time. And the Canes are coming up against the Lightning. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. See you later. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.